how big are your Thanksgivings usually, Benji? Um, it's usually just traditionally just like my immediate family, which is uh, five people, and then we usually will have one or two, possibly three guests. Like my brother mm-hmm. will bring his best friend usually, who's like our other brother. Um, and then we'll have like a random friend of like my parents mm-hmm. that's there or and then every now and then we'll have like a bigger one where like family comes in and it's like right. eight to ten people. But um, do you have a big family? Do you do you Amaris? Do you have a big family? Yes. Like how what are we talking here? We celebrate with my dad's my dad's brother uh-huh. and two of his cousins and his cousins have kids that are like my age and my siblings age but my mom is number 13 out of 17 kids so oh, pies. We'll, how does what okay mexicans <laughs> <laughs> but like 17 seems physically impossible like like i'm not even physically i mean like timeline wise well, like, like to, can someone have rates, seven kids in their lifetime the birth <laughs> rates were like really different like mm-hmm. my mom's from like i mean she came to the united states uh-huh. from mexico mm-hmm. because they were like impoverished like oh wow yeah they were like super poor and um and my grandma actually so her mom like in that context her mom was one of 12 but only three that lived oh my god so it was i mean they're like from a village where like when her mom couldn't take care of her her older sister who was 12 years older than her would take her around to other women in the village to be breastfed like it was like tight community like if you talk about like decolonization like that's what that was oh my god so like yeah so my mom is puerto rican my dad's italian i've got a moderate sized family on both sides but there was something very distinct that i realized at a certain point our family was kind of like a i would see other families and there would be just this like giant family like gatherings and stuff and for us even though we had kind of extended families and we did we would do things for certain holidays it was just like the four of us, you know, it was me, my sister, my mom, my dad. And I think it was because for many reasons, culturally, spiritually, um, and just in what we were doing, we kind of like, I felt like a reset. So there was just, a, there was what everything that we had before us. And then it felt like we had set something new um, that the Rizzo line specifically with us was kind of a little different. This could be the start of something new. Wait. These Rizzos here. <laughs> what, what are you quoting? They gonna do that. What? What are you quoting? Oh God, what is that? musical. That's Why do we do a podcast together? Okay. Is that is that how we should start the episode? <laughs> yes. Right there? Can we roll the credits? Roll the okay, credits. roll it. Roll it right there. I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear, wear pig. pig. And welcome back to the Pink Podcast, a pop culture podcast where we talk about film and media and everything else and the impact that it's leaving or has left on our lives. Today, we are talking with America Ferreira about <laughs> the true meaning of things. <laughs> hey, Benji, yes. do you want to memorize my friend's name? <laughs> Today, we are talking with Amaris Hunter. Wait, no, no, no. Can you say the full thing? Can you say your full name? Amaris Marquez Hunter. Very beautiful. Amaris Marquez Hunter. Yeah. Say we're talking with. Say it with a little flair there. A little CS. And yeah, we're talking about the true meaning of Thanksgiving. So what is it, Amaris? Tell us the answer. <laughs> Give us the answer. It's so much. So we when I, I introduced you to Benji and when of course I asked you about this, I was thinking, I want to have a conversation about what Thanksgiving means to us 
and then or and by us i mean kind of like americans and then what it means to people who don't necessarily identify with that or who have been taught you know a different usually a little bit more true version of the story so before we start what is what does thanksgiving mean to y'all what what uh what does it mean turkey turkey that's what i don't even like turkey but it means food (laughs) like and it means yeah just keep eating until you can't eat no more yeah i feel like that's basically what it means for most people like the thankfulness is like the kind of like the thing that you're like okay like i'm thankful but also like like prayer before eating get out of my way grandma (laughs) like ugh. my parents would always do that they would always be like okay the old people get to go first like the adults first and i'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) oh that's okay how annoyingly relatable relatable. Uh, what does it mean for you for me yeah um I would say past traditions for us always, we'd always wake up early in the morning. We'd have uh, cinnamon rolls uh, cooking in the oven, and then we'd watch the Macy's Day uh, Parade. How cute. I've literally never watched that in my life. Really? Yeah. I will say it gets harder and harder the older I get. The more I'm just like, I don't want to wake up early for that. (laughs) And then it's like, we don't have live, I don't think we've had live TV for years. So it's like, if my parents are watching, if if I'm at my parents' place and we've gotten there in time, which means waking up earlier than early to drive there and then turning on the station. And for some reason, I kid you not, after how many years of doing this, I still don't know which channel we watch. Like, I could not tell you. It's like, is it CBS or NBC? It's I, probably on both, right? I mean, yes, but there is one that's better, and I don't know which one it is. And you'd think after like 10 plus years, we'd figure it out. But I, every single year, it's my dad going, I think it's this one. <laughs> and then it's like, no, wait, it's this See, one. I love that, those kind of traditions where it's like, have we not learned yet? But it's like, no, that's part of the tradition is figuring it out. Yeah. So, so, and then you, what about you? Amaris Marquesa Hunter. Why do you mess it up every time? <laughs> I think Marquesa is a really classy middle name. I like that. Wait, are you putting flair or did you not remember how to say it? No, nah, I put flair. I was putting flair. Okay. It was on purpose. What does Thanksgiving mean to you? Um, Like cooking most of the day. Like basically <laughs> yeah. fasting until dinner. And like, you know, when you're cooking and there's like little bits of like goodness like yes when some of like whatever selected meat is done sometimes we do like pork or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um you you kind of just like get, get a fork you got <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. wait so you don't do like the pre-thanksgiving cooking um not really because a lot of the time when we would celebrate at home like with cousins on my mom's side mm-hmm. i mean everyone comes together and cooks together all day yeah and y'all have like a small army on that side probably right Basically, so like, like y'all would be able to knock it yeah. out yeah it's like 17 <laughs> like if everybody has one kid that's like 30 people like, <laughs> yes. so you're done like you cook yeah. for an hour and you've got enough to feed the masses right bro Basically. I, w- I will say like there is there is nothing more fun than celebrating um uh, certain holidays with like a hispanic family because like I remember the first time I was invited over to do tamales and I was like, what is this? Why, why is this so magical? Like, and it was like the entire day was just cooking. And that was like the pre-holiday, the, the, the setup for the actual day. Honestly. Yeah. Like we did, we did the pre-cooking in my family like Uh the night before, but it is like kind of part of that tradition of like making the food is like Mm -hmm. the family aspect of like, okay, we're in here and we're doing like work, but we're all just hanging out and like talking and we're like getting things done because we have 
you know, this goal. So right. And sometimes the pre-cooking is like, if it's like kind of like a potluck, you know, there's so many people, it's not like we have time to make every single thing we want to do. Usually Mm -hmm. we're working on the big meals. Like we make like a huge pot of pozole or something, or if Mm. we do tamales for, um, for Thanksgiving, you know, we'll make like potato salad or something (laughs) like the night before (laughs) that we can like freeze in the fridge. But most of the time is like, most of the day is for, hanging out like mm-hmm. if all the theas are in the kitchen and most of the theos are watching tv or helping cook then like all the older cousins are outside hanging out or like going on a walk oh, god i've gone to this exact fun. party yeah you know? <laughs> this exact family I've gathering gone to the yeah black version of this which is like there is a grandma and grandpa <laughs> and there is like a mom and dad and then there's like two cousins it's a <laughs> scaled down version but yeah it's yeah. it's yeah. it is it is fun and of course that's obviously what the founding fathers fathers the founding fathers the founding fathers wanted when they um they commenced Thanksgiving Day they were like make it be that we watch Macy's <laughs> Day Parade I was like do you think that's what they wanted they were like hey let's start this holiday so that the blacks and the Mexicans will enjoy it well all right before we can talk about the real Thanksgiving um we have to talk about the Thanksgiving we were taught about um which was i mean that the pilgrims landed on pride rock pride rock <laughs> that's the lion king <laughs> that the pilgrims landed on plymouth rock got off the mayflower and said oh wow what a beautiful new world and the indians said well hello white people and they said well hello indigenous people you are so cute and they said you're so cute we should have food and they said oh, we didn't bring any they said you know what <laughs> we will teach you how to make all this stuff and we're gonna have a big feast and they're like oh my gosh that's so cute let's, let's do, do it, it every, every year. year and they were like yeah and we'll call it like um Think Thanksgiving, yeah. Oh my God, this is so cute. And then that's like how it started. And then football became somehow a part of that. And football right. hopped in somewhere. Some straight guy was like, oh, I football." <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't remember that version. I don't remember being told that way, but it's you know close enough. That's what I was taught in school. You, uh, you, yeah. Was that essentially? Is that the the version we're taught? Pretty much. Basically. Pretty much. I mean, a lot of the details, even though it wasn't detailed, was like stuff I learned in high school. Like (laughs) at the bare minimum, like most of elementary school is like white dudes met some Indians, you know, they got together and they were like, damn, we're homies now. (laughs) (laughs) It was sad. Like looking up stuff for this episode, I realized how much I had forgotten. Like I was taught so much in like elementary and then it just dropped off. And then when it was like, so what do you know about Thanksgiving? I was like, oh, I don't know. Pilgrims and leaves and Mayflowers. And I was like, was the Pinta Nina Maria were that? Was that a part of it? The, was you know, the Columbus Pinta, doing things? Like, Maria. No. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. It's funny because like I will think back on things I learned in elementary school and I'm like, why do I not know anything about that anymore? Right. Like, because it's just like it. They teach you all the basic things in elementary school. Yeah because it's elementary school but then they don't like reinforce it later and it's just like eh, yeah i mean remember that or don't it doesn't really matter yeah and trying to search out the truth i was also like trying to remember what i was originally <laughs> taught i was like i don't remember any of this like it's hard to find a foundation because it's just like it's cemented and but basically it boils down to yeah it was a pleasant affair like right yeah you know and that that makes it a point like the little that you remember about it and that it's like all those like stay positive mm-hmm. here's all the positive points about the yeah. holiday like there's so much history behind it and like all we remember is like what 
barely I remember i barely remember anything what, what i mean yeah it's like literally it's just it they're like you don't have to remember details just remember that this was a positive exchange and it's like but it might not have been right. you know because that's the main thing is like if you don't remember all the details what you remember is that pilgrims indian indians positive experience and it's like mm, maybe that's not true or if, even if it wasn't if it was true in that one particular instance, there's a narrative. So much around it. I had a really interesting conversation uh-huh. with my mom who she is, um, she's getting her PhD right now um, in American history. Yes, mom. Yes. Hi, mom. Snaps for mom. <laughs> Shout out. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, She'll be so happy. But the the conversation that I had with her about, you know, having this discussion is that we're qualified because we're American. This is our history. It's mm. not that, you know, I was really tentative because I was like, indigenous people don't meet, don't need me to defend Speak them or them. their history. Yeah. Like, they don't need me. Right. You know? Um, but yeah, that was a, a really specific point that my mom, my mom was really adamant about was like, this is your history because you're American. You were born on American soil, you know, even though like my mom is like an immigrant from Mexico. Like mm-hmm. she's she's learning about this um, because this is also part of like our home where we grew up. I'm mm-hmm. from um, I'm from a city called Yakima in Washington State, and um, Yakima is like five minutes minutes south of the main city of the county. Mm-hmm. Is um, is the actual native native reservation. Um, which is named after the Yakima people. Okay. Um, and I don't have any, like, a lot more connection than that. Mm. Like, I, I have cousins who are native because a lot of my family grew up on the reservation. That's cool. That is way more connection than I have or anybody that I can name has. Yeah, I <laughs> so. mean, but still, like, that doesn't that doesn't qualify me to, like, claim, mm-hmm. you know, like, American indigenous history. Right. Um but like shining light on it and acknowledging what happened is a way that we can honor like. And you said something really interesting on our phone call uh, prior to recording this. You said, and you uh, backed this up, but it's like we don't, at a certain point, whose responsibility is it to teach the the correct things? Is it, mm-hmm. is it, does that responsibility always need to fall on the people who have been victimized, or I don't want to say victimized, who have been personally victimized by Regina George. <laughs> <laughs> the people who've gotten the short end of the stick, is it their responsibility to then teach the their oppressors or the people who have come against them yeah. how to particularly act? Or is it our responsibility to kind of like question what we've been doing, uh, see what's been presented to us over the years and start going, hey, maybe I should look at things differently. Because at a certain point, it's not it's not the other person's responsibility for you to get into shape. Right. I guess that would be the best way of putting it, the most articulate way of putting it. Right. I mean, responsibility isn't, isn't just particularly assigned to one who must educate another, but Mm -hmm. who's willing to accept that education, you know, if someone hurts you and you know, you have to, and you, you know, it comes to the point where you have to come to them because they don't acknowledge it and you say, hey, you hurt me. Right. It's their responsibility mm-hmm. to make the apology. It's their responsibility to make amends. Mm-hmm. To acknowledge it's, that. They, and yeah, yeah, to acknowledge it and then to be like, oh, I'm sorry. What what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You can learn so much truth and so many lies 
but a lot of truth <laughs> on the internet too. Yeah. Like the internet is a really special place. We live in a really blessed time to have so much access mm -hmm. to the internet. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's it's really the responsibility of one who's willing to make changes in their lives to mm -hmm. acknowledge like the truth about history to to those who have experienced so much injustice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the interesting thing about this specifically is this isn't necessarily even like a race thing because every American celebrates Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. it's not like a white people, you got to get on your shit once again. It's right. like a, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, it's kind of everybody's responsibility to really be like, okay, but what are we celebrating and how can we go about being respectful right. to two very different accounts of history, mm -hmm. you know? Because even if you take the historical aspect out of it, are we even just point blank celebrating Thanksgiving period? Like, what are we celebrating what we even say we're celebrating? Are we like genuinely being thankful for our lives? And that's just on the surface level. Like yeah. whether it was uh, between the original exchange between the Wampanoag or whenever uh, Abraham Lincoln proclaimed Thanksgiving, whichever of those two was like the original official start to this, putting all that aside, what it's become now, a day of thanks, do we even celebrate that? A lot of times we don't. We just literally go through the motions like... So even if it's not just a white people thing or uh, just a, an American thing, is it like even on a personal level, do we know what we're doing each year? And do we know what we're like celebrating or are we following up on what we say we're celebrating? Just little things like that. So, so what is the contextual larger story outside of the pilgrims and the Indians meeting and who aren't cool. in Indians? They are indigenous people. Right. And saying, you guys are so cute. Let's start a holiday. Well, there's, I mean, multiple occasions that kind of, that happened before uh -huh. it became like a national legal holiday. You know, like the famous story with like Squanto, which his name is Tisquantum. Mm -hmm. And um, he was an indigenous man who was actually um, kidnapped by like a white explorer. Mm -hmm. and um, And he was kind of paraded all around europe for quite some time kind of like pocahontas um, too yeah yeah he was evangelized and he um i mean he was dressed in like really exotic clothing mm. and um and then eventually you know he made it back to the americas and it was around like 1619 1620 um when there was still like a lot of fresh waves of um of pilgrims mm -hmm. coming in and um I mean, a lot of the pilgrims were dying of, like, in the cold. Mm -hmm. the The winters were, like, extremely harsh. So when when Tisquantum came back home, um, he had found that his entire tribe had been wiped out by disease, um, and so he was. I wouldn't say like taken in by like white settlers, but he had a really interesting relationship with them, because he was a lot like um, a man named Massasoit who was like um, a chief of the Wampanoag, which mm -hmm. is the Wampanoags were, I mean, kind of like a, a generalized um, name for a group, the group of um, of tribes that were in the area that white settlers were originally exploring in oh, okay. like Eastern United States. What was the other one you were just saying? 
Massasoit. Massasoit. What was his role? Just the same, like, kind of, like, translator, or what was that? Yeah, he had a really interesting story, too, with the white settlers, because he, you know, was also a translator. Um, he had very close relationships with um, some of the explorers. But he's kind of seen as, um, like, a traitor, because um, he was a chief, but eventually he really wanted to help the white settlers make a strike on one neighboring tribe who they were having like some hardships with or something, which obviously like settlers didn't come to like, you know, hang out with the other tribes. They came for the land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, he was seen um Massasoit was seen as a traitor because after those battles with this neighboring tribe, the white settlers like cut off the head of um, the Sashem, which means chief, um, and like put it on a stake in the middle of Plymouth. Uh. And it, it stayed there for like a long time, I think like two years. Um, and it was like, it was extremely brutal. They said that they saw Massasoit and the white settlers after that. I mean, the local native tribes saw them as cutthroat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I would think that too. So that was like, that was some serious like burning of the bridges. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Tusquantum had a similar relationship in that way that um, he wasn't trusted by neighboring tribes mm -hmm. because he was interacting with basically the relationships with Tusquantum led to um, like really kind of like we're taught like taking in white settlers because they're dying in the winters and um, they're celebrating like the harvest mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. mean they must have been somewhat thankful to the indigenous people that they I mean saved yeah. like the majority of who was left there's a couple different versions of that there was there's one version um that was close it was very similar but it was it was a celebration um like um giving thanks to god that that god almighty had given the white settlers the land mm. um and it, it was like it was like a like a joyful thing but what it the the context of that was that native people were dying of disease mm. so they saw that as the favor of the lord being like oh you're killing off the people who are here because you want us to have the land right basically yeah to leave the land barren and they saw that as a Ugh. gift to them yeah that's just the the interesting thing about like having your own interpretation of like what god wants because it's like it's like the the thing of like when like if two football teams are playing against each other and both are praying to win, it's like, okay, one wins. And they're like, that's what God wanted. And it's like, but y'all both prayed. So it's like, that's an interesting way of looking at that. Yeah. Especially in the context of Thanksgiving, which yeah. is a very big football holiday. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that, that was a very, sports. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's a very interesting way of looking at something. I mean, I've thought of, um, cause it, in human terms, it begs to reason that if one's right, the other has to be wrong. But that's how we look at it from a human perspective. Yeah. You know, we're taught all these reasons um, and very earnestly, like people are teaching us these reasons why we came to America. Um, but it is put in this context of, I don't want to say as others being wrong, but us being right. And like I said, in America, in, not an American, but in human context, there's no way for one, for both sides to be right. Usually it's like if someone says, 
black, then something has to be white. It's just there. That's how opposites work. Um, but if you're ever like me in the middle of an argument, there's always truth on both sides. Like I'm constantly in the middle of people's issues and like, you'll hear one side and you're like, oh my gosh, that person's the worst. And then that person comes to you and they're like, listen, let me tell you what happened yesterday. And you're like, holy crap, that person's the worst. And they're like, hold on, y'all both kind of suck. You know, <laughs> so it's like. I mean, a lot of that was like, you know, the the cultural differences, like take that into context. You know, you're like, you're seeing people who eventually come up with like, one of their reasons for coming to, you know, this new world is for religious freedom. You but know, they're forcing that religion on the people that are there. Yeah, they, they. I was going to say, they actually kind of changed their point a little bit to mm. like, well, we're here to evangelize the Indians. Yeah. Like, again, the culture differences. Like, the way that they saw a way of life for indigenous people, especially, you know, like coming and basically communing with like the Wampanoag people, mm -hmm. um, their social customs were so different. Like women and men both worked and mm. women and men both really like brought things to the table. And um, there was like a, there there was a, a very Christian, very, very uh, Western white Christian take on like um, the way that they saw what women were contributing to mm. society because it, it, it was like, they both had like, pretty equal power they had yeah. different roles but they had pretty equal power and then they and were so just like, white men saw it emasculating actually mm. to see mm. i mean women having yeah indigenous women like mm. really having a having a part and putting in work they found that emasculating shoot well now you're going men. you're going yeah. into even further you would have to start discussing how the original texts of the bible have been like manipulated and twisted what's interesting what i mentioned earlier about the way that they really looked down on mm -hmm. you know the the different social roles and really the the way of indigenous life and those contrasts um not it wasn't like the birth of white supremacy but i mean you know these like honestly kind of delusional mindsets of like god gave us this land because they're dying off i mean it's like that that's that's the the ultimate difference right there is just like this like weird cultural narcissism yeah it's just like our way is right we're here to fix this and then you know like slap that god sticker on it and it's like you can't argue with us because god gave us this land but i mean it's kind of beyond race and everything like the whole debate with like gay straight is like oh yeah god said that's wrong so it's wrong and it's like but like there's a lot that goes into that and there's a lot of like okay why is it wrong because god said so but like beyond that like well like there's like blah 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 reasons that we're coming up with but it, overall like if god hadn't told us we wouldn't have a problem with it but god said it's wrong so we hate you and it's it is like, it is interesting i mean whether or not slap that god sticker yeah how what what we're willing to say because i know especially being a christian it takes a lot of faith but also the question of like is it faith or naivety that we a lot of times just agree with things or would we have a problem with it otherwise it's not that you have to like question everything or be like that's wrong or why is this you don't have to constantly be like no prove it prove it but you do need to 
be conscious of what you're taking in and how that's affecting the way that you treat other people. Mm. Like you can't just be like, oh, we're going to let all these people die off because we think God wants us to have this land. You're going to be like, okay, well, God would want us to help these people if they make it because we're helping them. Then God wanted them to be here and they wanted us to share this land. Or maybe they wanted us to come here literally to help them through this problem. And maybe we go back home versus like being all like, it's just like letting it happen and be like, hmm, it's God's will. <laughs> yeah. Is I, it God's will or is it what you wanted? I, yeah, I think that, I mean, that, that action of colonialism, especially when you, you know, use the God card and stuff. I think it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not even, it's not Christian. Like no. if you talk about like what's really biblical, like the Bible encourages you to be yourself. The Bible encourages you not to walk under like this government of God, like all the, all the popes of, you know, right. all of all history are just like looking over you. Like mm-hmm. it's not about religion. It's about like partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship. Mm-hmm. And so like it it encourages you to to be yourself it encourages individualism it encourages you to lean into um you know um what's the word conviction ah. teaches you to lean into conviction so like if you feel something's wrong even if other people don't that's you that's, know that inside of you like i just it's not right yeah mm-hmm. and if you're still playing the god card it's like god wants us to interact with people like the reason why we're on earth and not up there is for relationships mm-hmm. we're here exactly. to like love each other mm-hmm. and if god's gonna you know make his move and like with his people he's gonna do it through people because it's about community yeah. it's it's about partnership to share with each exactly. other and um and so it's it's just so not biblical like it's just it's just the god card excuse Mm -hmm. i i don't know how deep we're gonna go i don't know if you're gonna edit this out or not but like i mean the disciples every single one of them were like brutally murdered Mm -hmm. and they were the ones that were encouraged to walk like jesus who are the people that like manipulated scripture and made it really about like colonization like roman catholicism and Mm -hmm. the way that they you know translated the bible the way that uh King James got rid of the book of Enoch. People don't even know about the book of Enoch. It was lost for like hundreds of years. And it talks about like angels and heaven and experiences Mm -hmm. like ecstasies with like the God of heaven. Like if, if you're going to talk about control and colonialism and, and you know, specifically with the God card, because it, it really is just like this, it's a very loud, very strung on European tactic. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can slap that right on there. It's funny because when you were just talking there, I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to edit? But the fact of the thing is we can talk about what's happened in the past without even attacking the people of today. Like Mm -hmm. there has to be a way that we can talk about certain things, the reality of what happened in the past and, and not lump, you know, almost like even with German people, we can have relationships with people who are German and we don't like, we're not looking at them and be like, man, you guys are freaking Nazis, you know, like, we, oh, okay. I right, right. Like, Sorry. Like, wrong with German people. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like, you don't automatically go, oh, they're German. They're a Nazi. So yeah. you're allowed to talk about the past. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to talk about something that happened in the past without, without associating, associating it, it to the current you know, people, yeah. and yet they're even like 
like what you just mentioned there, like with the Catholic church, how it did in the past. I have Catholic friends right now. And part of me would be like, oh my gosh, I might have to edit that out just because of them. But the truth is like, we can talk about how things have affected people in the past without explicitly, you know, hurt, like speaking down to someone presently. That's what we need to do. We need to be able to talk about things that happened in the past. And I think that's what's hard for a lot of people, especially Americans, because it's like, we are happy here. There are some people who are very happy here, other people who aren't, but the people who are happy here and who like their way of life, it's hard for them to feel like I'm lumped into something in the past, Mm -hmm. you know, that in their opinion, I'm not responsible for. And so it's like, so how are we, how can we match a balance of talking about what happened in the past? It's a system that we have uh, benefited from. So, which means that if we're a part of that system, we're all capable of, of, adding to it and yet we need to be able to address that without identifying the person i think that's the thing is like because if there's a system then you can separate you can separate who someone is at the at the core of their heart um not as an excuse but be like look for me it's it was easy uh, earlier growing up as a man to do things that were not the best towards women in terms of like small things like I would benefit over my sister in multiple areas I would um you know there could be things I said that were degrading to her because I was taught a certain way of how to view women and it's I don't want to excuse myself from that behavior because oh there was a system so I'm not responsible no there was a system that I participated in and thus you know I might have created an uncomfortable environment for my sister or maybe any other woman in any in a past whatever it may be but it also doesn't mean that's who I am now that I see that that's the, a system that was there in the past, I can address it. I can change things. And it doesn't have to be an attack against me because now that I acknowledge it, now that I see it's there, I can change. And I think that w- it's hard to have these conversations with people because it's it becomes so personal. Mm-hmm. And the reality is it's like, yes, we are responsible for things. We cannot just write off and be like, ah, it's not me. But at the same time, it isn't us specifically. There is just... A lot of times you look at, I, I don't think when I was reading a lot of the history on the pilgrims, I don't think a lot of them were like, they didn't come to America with malicious intent. No. It wasn't like, so. it wasn't like, ooh, I can't wait to murder me some, some natives. Right. Some engines. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, for them, they just, like a lot of times they just genuinely thought, oh, we're, we're the chosen ones. We're Christian, you know? Yeah. And if they were able to slap that card on someone else and that person go, I believe what you believe. It's like, great then you're under us and we'll teach you to, to not be so savage. We'll teach you how to be like us. It's like, I have to imagine that there was a, a sincerity a lot of times in believing a bad system. Yeah. Or like in the way that like parents will make kids eat their vegetables. Cause it's like, no, the kid's going to cry and they're going to scream and they're not going to want it. But you know, that's good for them that they probably thought that you need Christianity and we're going to make you do it. You can kick right. and you can scream, but we're going to make it happen because you need Jesus. And it's like, that's not what Jesus would want. Like, that's not, he doesn't want you to drag people kicking and screaming. Right. He needs you to, like, be a light and to represent his love and his everything and have people be drawn to that versus, like, you just, like, grabbing somebody by their hair and being like, you're a freaking Christian now. Like, you got it? No? Well, I'm going to kill you then. It was a system that benefited them only they came for the land and they were there to consume the land they were there for the money that the land was gonna was gonna provide them Mm -hmm. and you know there's like this um like you said earlier like with conflict and being in the middle of like oh well that person's the worst oh that person's the worst 
there was violence that was committed by Native American people, yeah. but it wasn't like, you know, they're the worst and they're also the worst. Native Americans were fighting for their own land. Like this is like yeah. mm-hmm. this is like ancestral land, like blessed by their own people mm-hmm. and like seeing that honestly like lived these, on forever. These dudes just come in like, you know, we're gonna make so much coin right now. <laughs> we just wanna know your ways and then you your know ways. that was that was like <laughs> a little, yeah, you know, little you know, yeah. <laughs> Is there any way to just like I mean I, I guess just the last thing I wanted uh was thinking about when I was writing all this down was just that are we I mean can we keep our traditions while still acknowledging you know the past in some way am I yes yeah of course like um I think you mentioned you mentioned earlier like the way that we celebrate Thanksgiving and how sometimes you know we're not even like present like we're not thankful that's like I think that's really on a big picture thing like mindfulness and being like wow I'm so grateful that you know, that I have this family and this time. It's it's a time to be together. That's what it means to a lot of people. And I think that's like a really big reason why people, you know, can get so defensive is like, wait, there's so many good memories tied up in this yeah, holiday. Yeah. You don't have to like abolish it. Just just be understanding that there are there are a lot of people in this country um, whose history, you know, is associated with um who whose history is associated with like terrible violent injustices around this time mm. around this holiday and so it's you you can keep you know your 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 turkey and your your other weird nasty foods and just be just be acknowledging like the history that really happened in this country for me it just comes first and foremost if I know there's something about what I'm doing is making somebody else uncomfortable. Then I'm it, it immediately ignites something in me to be like, well, okay, then what can be done differently? You know, it's about compassion. And I would say like, because obviously the message behind Thanksgiving beyond like, Oh, where did it start? The message behind it is amazing. Like, I think especially in America, it's really important that people like count their blessings. It's not about making it about, a single person like it's not about being all like your white ancestors did this like your the previous like americans the pilgrims the immigrants the settlers did this and now it's your fault human beings in general have the tendency to be selfish and to be shitty and to think that well this is my story so everybody else is a it's is the antagonist to my protagonist story so Mm. everybody else is in my way so you're either like a supporting character who supports my arc or you're against it and god is going to kill you off because you're in my way or whatever so it's like it's just the acknowledgement of that what my ancestors did what whoever's ancestors did whatever was done then was awful but coming forward we understand that all people are people and all people deserve respect and equal treatment and we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that that happens because you deserve it period because as soon as everybody or most people start questioning things that's when things start to kind of move and they start to change yeah so that's the only thing it's like we can't tell you what to do but we can tell you just Open your fucking eyes. Like, stay woke. They be creeping. They gonna find. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's the true meaning of Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, Anyway, closing social media plug, because I guess we have to. um, All right, you guys. Here's the deal. Make sure you are following us on whatever you listen to your podcast to. Make sure you're giving us a rate and a review. Make sure you don't forget that review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. And make sure that you are are subscribing to us on YouTube and go ahead and click that bell for notifications for when we have new uploads. Did I miss one? I feel uh, like I no, did. No, no, you said it. And um, if you want to support some local nav- natives for like, you know, holiday season and mm-hmm. shopping time, um, you can support John David um, and his website with um, Native Anthro where he sells um, stuff that he designs like t-shirts, socks, blankets, and, um, you can also check out, um, Giasi Ross's, um, podcast for natives with opinions called, oh, wow. um, called Breakdances with Wolves, um, which, is on, which is on, uh, wow. SoundCloud. I'm dead. Breakdances with Wolves. I love it. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm in. I'm in. All right. I'm going to have to listen to them. See if, um, I, that sounds awesome. I'll listen to that yeah. tomorrow morning. And we'll add the links in the descriptions for yeah. those. But until then, uh, I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And I'm Amaris Marquez Hunter. And on Wednesdays, we we wear wear pink. So, I mean, Abraham Lincoln. He made it an official, like, legal holiday in the United States to celebrate um, Thanksgiving on the last Thursday of each November. When did... Abe Lincoln make that proclamation. What day? What day was it? What? (laughs) I read that in the notes and I was like, uh, did you not notice what day? What day was it? It was October 3rd. It's October 3rd. Look at that. Look at that.